Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome. My name is Chris Platty, and I am introducing a new podcast series. It is all about hip-hop, strictly about hip-hop, and um, I wanted to do this for a long time. I kind of thought about the idea for a long time, and I wasn't going to do it unless I could start it out with a bang. So here I am bringing on my friend and rapper, Beanets, to talk about his album, Solos, and other hip-hop stuff. Beanets, how you doing? Good, good, good. How you doing? Doing good, doing good. Good. All right, so we're going to start with Solos. Um, tell me first like about the title, how it came about, and where what it means exactly. Uh, I actually struggled for a while trying to think of the album name for something... Uh, that I was working on uh, probably like eight months ago about is when we started working on this. And I feel like album name is super important. So I wanted it to be something that people would remember. I've always had album titles that were sort of simple, but like kind of something no one's ever named their thing before. And uh, after thinking about it and trying to think of something cool and complex, I decided to go with something super simple, just solos, and then have there be like a deeper meaning behind it. Um, to me, the name itself, like audibly, when you hear solos, you think of like alone or like you know solo, like on its on its own or whatever. Um, the the way I hear it, I mean, because I'm the one that created it. The way that I hear it is <laughs> is the the word soul, like you know your your mind, body, and soul or whatever. So I, I put a lot of myself into those. So I wanted to sort of represent that in the album title. Um, getting like nerdy i wanted to have it have like multiple meanings if you translated the name so like in latin it means uh only and it means soil so like to me that's like from from the earth like of itself like from the ground up whatever you know and that's kind of the concept behind the album was everything was made from scratch it was stuff that we worked on um on our own nothing no outside contribution nothing like that um and then just the basic English interpretation, which is just like solo, solos, like pluralization of like only alone. And to me, that just means like searching, searching for a oneness among people who feel like they're alone. So sort of that's that's the basic concept behind the album and the name of the album. <laughs> wow, that's a. Uh... That's a lot many more layers than I thought. <laughs> I could have guessed the first one, but after that, you kind of lost it. <laughs> um, so, all right. So we talked about we talked about a year ago. We were just personally talking, and I hit you up, and I was asking you about upcoming projects. And it was, was around this time last year before Waves came out, and you said that you had Waves and this project coming up. So this has obviously been something that's been in your mind for a while, this project. So tell me how it started and how it came about. Um, with Waves, Waves, as as we said earlier, was originally going to be called Revelations, and it was only going to be like eight songs or something like that, and I kept going back and forth with myself, and I couldn't decide on, you know, okay, should we stop at eight? Do I want to have more than eight? Do I want to have a, like a, a tape that sort of has a couple different sides to it? And I got like compulsive, and I, I could not stop making songs, and like whenever I would make a new song... I'd be like, yeah, this would just fit. This would just fit with this part of the album or whatever. So I made the mistake of having like 26 songs on an album. So it's like I couldn't stop myself, but I didn't want to. I felt like these, like the songs were my like orphan children and I couldn't let them be on their own. They <laughs> had they had to stay with the family. So, but it, like, like you said, uh, this album has always been sort of in the works. Like it, it, came more to fruition last year when I was planning for something after waves. I'm kind of like I'm kind of weird like that where I'm already thinking about the next thing and I haven't even finished the current thing that I'm currently working on. So um 
Solos was always sort of in the back of my mind, and once Waves dropped and I got past all, like, the blog hype and all the plays and all that stuff, I was like, all right, like, let's just finally do this, because I feel like since I started making music, I've always wanted to make something from scratch, and I wanted to do, I wanted to do my goals some justice, so I decided to just, like, okay, let's stick with it. I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know how complicated this process is going to be, like, making all these beats from scratch, like... Am I going to get sick of working with my producer? Is he going to get sick of working with me with how picky I get with, like, instrumentals? Like, stuff like that. So uh, I think we started working in, like, uh, right after I dropped a little EP, whatever, in February on my golden birthday called Golden. And as soon as that dropped, I, like, hated it. And I was like, all right, let's make this freaking album. Like, let's just do it. So, So right from there, like, right after, you know, end of february we got to work on this album yeah you said that um and i was gonna say that you've been pretty busy this year three projects deep for you in one seat in one year so that's pretty impressive and so when i first seen the track list you dropped that about i want to say a month ago probably and um when i seen it i seen that there was only 10 songs and it was totally different from waves uh, just off of size, pure size. Yeah. And so I was thinking, whenever you have a 10 to 12 track album, it has to be very cohesive and one thought. And that's what I kind of felt like Waves was. Waves was almost like 20, di- it was almost like a greatest hits compilation. It was like, <laughs> it was like 26 different songs from 26 different albums or tapes. <laughs> it, it was crazy. I mean, I loved it, but yeah. you know, it wasn't cohesive where I think this one this one was and i think that as i was listening through it the the main theme of it that i took away from it is leadership you're kind of taking you're kind of taking a leadership role and kind of talking about the problems with society is that how you feel about this album or is there another theme that you think it fits definitely i yeah i definitely agree with leadership um you know i didn't think about it like that until you until you said it like that um but it is leadership. It's leadership, you know, societally speaking. Like, okay, if someone, like, if no one's going to say this stuff, I guess I'm going to have to say it. Because, like, we really need to realize what's important here. And leadership within myself, like, I need to really take charge and, like, I really need to take these risks and, like, be the artist I want to be and make the songs I want to make and, like, just forget about trying to, like, appease people. Make what I want to make. If people like it, they do. And if not, whatever, I'll wait for the right people to like it, right? Um, so aside from leadership... Um, it kind of goes deeper into like being comfortable with yourself, like with being yourself and like being human. Like I can make the songs that I want to make and if people don't like them, then whatever. Like I don't really care, you know, like I make the stuff for me. I make it for the fans, obviously, but like ultimately when I sit down and I write a song, I'm not thinking about the fans, right? Because I know when I release it, they're going to like it or they're not going to like it and that's up to them, right? Um, And then even deeper than that is just recognizing what's important in life, kind of what I said earlier. Like, it goes in in touch with your leadership uh, view with, like, you really need to understand what's important in your life. You need to show people that that's what's important. If if they're not going to understand it until they hear one of the songs, that's fine. If if that's what it takes, if it takes a song or an album for them to understand that's what what really matters, then that's fine. Um, um, Personally, to me, it's about, like, overcoming obstacles and not only like in life like I don't know struggling with working a corporate job that you hate or um like mental issues like struggling with depression or struggling with trying to like it's it is tough like understanding that you like really need to be yourself but like at the same time like man I could just make like a really hype song and like a lot of people would love it but that's not me you know so trying to find a balance and and maybe make the balance a little heavier on the being yourself side rather than trying to like please everybody with with what you're making yeah and i i think that hip-hop needs that they always need you need both you need because hip-hop's always been a party kind of music but it's also been a genre that's raised a lot of awareness and topics that uh other genres just don't reach i want to ask you with this album is it more of an outlier or a glimpse of future projects, like sound content-wise, because this one was like more melody-driven. You kind of experimented with that more. I think the beats were different too, because, like you said, they were self-made this time instead of just grabbing instrumentals everywhere. Definitely, yeah. With the way it's always been, I've sort of grabbed instrumentals and like 
tailored my voice and my sound to what the beat allowed me to do, right? Like it works backwards, sort of. An artist has this, like, has this idea or this message in his head, but here I am trying to fit it over something that I didn't create, so it's kind of tough to convey that message. Like, man, it would be really great if this beat turned in this direction at this point in time to sort of appease to the words, but they don't. So working on this album from scratch helped a lot with that. Um, in terms of what it's, if this is an outlier or if it's like a glimpse of what it's going to be like in the future, um, right now, this, this is sort of an outlier, but uh, if you've been listening since, like, my Hype album, I don't know if you listened to that one. It's That was, like, two years ago in, like, September or something like that. Yep, that's when I found you, actually. I found you when you released a single off of that, like, a month before Hype came out. That's when I originally found you. Okay, yeah. So since Hype, I've kind of... And before Hype, there was an, a little mixtape called Quarter Life Crisis, and to me that was, like, playful, but, like, uh, even listening back on it now... I, I see a lot of growth in myself coming from the tape before that. So going from Quarter Life Crisis to Hype, there was a big jump in, like, experimentation. Like, Hype was very, like, out there, trippy, weird. Like, I don't feel like I followed a lot of, like, typical song-like structure. So you can tell I've been, like, pushing my sound in another direction for, like, a while now or a few tapes now, with the exception of, like, I don't know, golden, like the little mixtape thing, whatever. And I feel like I'm getting closer and closer with each release to like the artist that I want to be and the artist that like I really need to be in order to like make myself happy when I'm creating. Yeah, and I I agree with that. Um, I did actually go back and get your old tapes after Waves that made me go back and get your other tapes. And so I was listening to those and you definitely have grown. But I see a huge gap from hype to waves and now to this. Oh yeah. The growth has just been tremendous and it's been awesome. It's been awesome to kind of see that in an artist, see him find himself and find yeah. his groove. Yeah. I feel like solos is what I wanted with hype and it never happened because I didn't know how to do it. And then waves is just like this like rocky bridge in between really good songs on there. But as a whole, like what am I doing with myself? Right. Like, right. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm very happy with what Solos became. All right, so let's get into the songs because there, um, there were a couple, like, quotes and lines from songs and just song concepts in general that I wanted to talk about. So um, I thought one of the bigger tracks, at least for you personally, on the album, and I seen you uh, tweet at some guy saying this too, that Alive was actually one of your most, and you felt it was one of your most important songs Definitely. on the album. Yeah, And... Um, I'll give you a chance to explain that in a second, but I also want you to explain um, this line. You say, sacrificing half our life for stats, diamonds, and cards when a body buried rich looks the same as if you are. Yes. Okay, so this sort of comes in relation, I don't know if you've seen this like picture, it's like circulated on like Tumblr and Twitter for a while. It's um, like the skeletons, and like underneath each of the skeletons it says like rich, poor, black, white. You know what I mean? But they all look like skeletons because they're dead and they're gone and it doesn't matter what they were, right? So that, I mean, I've seen that. I've always had this idea in my head, but, like, when I saw that, I was like, okay, like, at least now the people sort of understand that, right? So, like I like I told that guy, and like I'll tell you now, this is a very important song to me. And those lyrics, those lyrics, um, I'm happy that you brought them up because they, well, they're, they're at the start of, like, the second verse in that song. Um, yes. initially when I'm like making a song, I have a couple like lines in mind that I want to include and those weren't even in mind. And then I started writing the second verse and I was like, wow, that just wrote itself. Like, <laughs> like all of the internal rhyming and then just the message overall is itself. Like to me, that's very important for the song because in the hook says like, I just want to be me. I just want to be free. I just want to be alive, like whatever it was. And a lot of that relates to just like not caring about what other people care about or like who cares what your possessions are I don't care what kind of car you drive I don't need you to care about what kind of car I drive like um yeah that that line very important for me very important yeah shouts to yes because you guys yes. made another good collab Coolin was one of my favorites off wave and alive was one of my favorites off this album too so I I really enjoy your guys' features. Yeah, he's a super dope artist. He's in he's up in like northern Wisconsin, uh, in a city called Oshkosh, and I don't even remember how I heard of him. It was through like another music friend, 
and they had done a, done a song together, and I, like, heard his style, and I was like, I need to make a song with this guy. Like, there's no way I can't go, I can't go any, any longer without, like, collabing with this man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, so then I want to jump to, uh, Marty Art, and I think that was another, um, yeah. or Martyr, I think that was another important song on the album. I think that the album, the album needed that, like, the message of the album needed that song. I think that was an important song. That was kind of to me. That was that was when I first got the idea of leadership in the album. Was that song? Um, and I can talk about it in general. And then if you want, I don't know if you have quote. If you have a quote picked out from it or no? Um, not really, because when I was going through it, kind of, I kind of just the song in general is really what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, it's all one piece. There's no hook. Like there's a couple like sung parts, right? But there's no actual like hook in there. Um. Like, all this political stuff that's been going on is sort of, like, really good timing for that song and, and the message behind it because, like, you know, the overall theme of the album, it's, like, you know, being comfortable with yourself, not caring what other people think. And this includes, like, not caring what the media tells you to think, right? Um, all the, like, political stuff that's been going on lately, like, there was just a, deba- a debate last night, and one of the candidates clearly won it. And all of the publication that came out after is saying that another of, like, one of the other candidates completely won it, but the polling is, like, totally opposite. So it's like the media is going to tell you what what they're getting paid to tell you, but the people are going to speak the truth, right? So that's what Martyr's about, sort of unlocking yourself from what the media is going to tell you, all these preconceived notions, whatever. That's that's the general message behind Martyr. Yeah, and that is a perfect timing, too. I didn't uh, necessarily relate it to a political um, view, but... You know, when you put it in that context, I can definitely see it when I'm just thinking of the lyrics in my head. And another, I think, important song was was Right to You. Mm-hmm. And I think this was really important because um, it was about John, right? Most definitely, yeah. Okay, so um, so your friend John, I'll give you a second, or I'll give you a chance to talk about him in a minute. But um, I thought this was important because I started following you since Hype and... You had a song on there, I forget the name of it, I think it was Youth, and that was about him. I can't remember which one. It might have been, um, I think it was like the last song on the album, actually. I can look it up. It was uh, The Last Time. It was like a three-part song, super long. There's like three different instrumentals that are actually in there. Okay, yeah, that's um, what I'm thinking of. That was, yeah, it's the last song on the album. And there's like three different parts to that song and like three different, like, emotions that go towards it so like different different stages of dealing yeah and i thought that um i thought that that one and then obviously the one on waves called john yeah those were very kind of dark and uh depressing and then right to you was kind of almost it was it had a positive vibe to it and i thought that was that just showed like your growth in the situation and dealing with that situation yeah it has a lot to do with understanding that we're going to deal with a lot of hard things in life and you either have the choice of like wallowing in them or you know using them to your advantage or using them for positive things so you know like you said everything up to this point has sort of been morose when John comes up and I feel like he probably wouldn't like that if you you know if you were listening right now if you were watching me if you were hearing these songs he'd be like okay like enough of that like you need to stop like crying about it whatever you know so with this song and like going forward, if I ever talk about him again, uh, I kind of wanted to pay homage in like a different and more positive way. Yeah, and you said you said the other guy you featured with um, Rob, Rob Flo, right? Yeah, Rob. Yeah, yeah. Um, you said that he wrote that song about a friend too, right? Yeah. Uh, when I sent it to him, we made the we made me and Paper Wolf, me and Josh, we made the beat, and as soon as I did my verse, I. Th- thought I was like okay the perfect guy like it's gonna be Rob like Rob has to be on this song because um I didn't expect him to even sing on that verse but it, it like it fits beautifully it fits perfect it it I, I got that back I got the song back from him and I hadn't even wrote my the last verse on there the second verse that I had on there when I heard him sing I was like okay I feel like I need to sing on this now like that I've never even thought about I, I didn't think about doing that on the song that way so and yeah Rob Rob wrote it about um a buddy of his whose name is also John who uh 
passed away from a drug addiction. So I had no idea that that's what he was going to write about. I thought, I mean, Rob's a very good topical writer. He's always been very strong with messages and stuff like that. So that's why I wanted to hand the song off to him. I didn't know he was going to make it personal like that. So it's just like another like added touch to it, which is really nice. Yeah, I think it makes the song, it just adds another layer. You had the idea of also making the entire album visuals to explain why you made that decision. Um... With, like, artists nowadays, like, you know, I mean, v- videos have always been important, but, like, uh, Childish Gambino especially, like, he, if you look at all the visuals he's had for the new project and a couple of the songs from, like, his one before that, um, they kind of all have this, like, theme with, like, you know, he's, like, an alien from another planet. It was just kind of cool, like, this cohesive theme. Like, it shows that visuals are kind of getting more, like, more and more important because people can not only, like, you know, you're on Rap Genius and you're, and you're dissecting lyrics, so now you can go and dissect a video, right? So it just right. shows that videos are becoming more important. Now, I don't think I have anything that's, like, crazy to dissect. Maybe on on Martyr, there's, like, a couple meanings you could go, go and watch on that one. The rest of it is sort of just, like, you know, cool visuals, whatever, different takes to try to fit um the vibe of the song or whatever oh yeah along with like making all the productions i was just sick of putting out albums that only had album artwork to look at you know what i mean like if you're you're gonna sit down at your computer well you have a screen attached to your computer like why not watch something to go with this new music that you have right like it's just sort of it's this it's this whole new dimension it's like this fourth dimension that you can like not only are you hearing it, but you can also, like, see it, and then maybe it, it conveys a different, like, feeling or a different vibe, you know, to you, rather than if you were just listening. Yeah, and I th- I think that's important, and I thought that was a nice touch that you did that. I mean, I was not, not going to lie, I was kind of disappointed. You had 26 songs and no music videos for Wayne. <laughs> for any of them, I know. Yeah. yeah, you just had the same old cover for each and every one, which is a cool cover, don't get me wrong, but, you yeah. Know. Like you said, we need to see some visuals, too. Yeah. So is that something uh, we can expect more music videos from you then? Yeah, def- definitely. Not. I don't think I'm – I mean, maybe, like, I'll do another album someday that has all visuals. But I think going forward, it'll just be, like, the songs that I really, like, want or need to have a visual with, you know. From now on, if I drop a single, it'll have a video with it. I think that's what I'm going to do going forward. All right. That That's cool. Um. So we'll move on. So I want to ask you, uh, what are some of your favorite artists or albums of all time when it comes to hip hop? Uh, okay, artists. We'll just get these like cliche ones out of the way. I'm like a huge Eminem fan. Whatever. He's an he's an insane writer and he's hilarious and he's right. angry and it's just hard to deny that talent. Um, his buddy Royce the Five Nine, another guy from Detroit, just nuts. Nickel. Yeah, Nickel, crazy writer crazy good writer very like underappreciated i feel like people listen to eminem but they don't take the time to like dive into anyone that's like related to eminem right like i don't know if a lot of people actually know about royce to five nine to be honest with you yeah i mean he held his own in bad meets evil uh yeah. held a sequel very that and I, that might be the first time i heard of him and then i went back and downloaded like all those bar exam like mixtapes dude's a yeah. crazy good technical writer super funny like very good for on topic stuff and like the flow is just nuts. Like you can't deny it, right? So, right. <laughs> um, a little deeper, like underground. Um, well, maybe not so underground now. But Aesop Rock is like huge influence because he's just, again, he's an he's an insane writer. To me, writing is like the most the most important thing. Like, yeah, okay, you need to be able to flow too, but whatever. But like, what's you know, if you're if you're if you're able to flow, but you're not saying anything, I don't really care. It's not going to make a difference to me. I need to have like a message behind it. So. People like Eminem and Aesop Rock, like just incredible writers. Um, deeper than that, uh, idea. Are you familiar with any like Minnesota like underground hip hop? I am not. Okay, that's fine. Maybe this will <laughs> maybe this will open up some ears and you you and your listeners, whatever. Yeah, that's what this is for. There was a guy. There was a guy named Idea. It's E Y E D E A. Um, he passed away from an opiate addiction. Uh, maybe like five years ago now, probably around this time of the year too. Um, very good writer, very passionate. He started like making hip hop music with like a rock band behind him and it was kinda like punk and like weird. And then he got and then he met um DJ Abilities who's who's still tours now with all the um like atmosphere and he tours with like all the rhyme series people. Um they got together and they made some incredible albums. Like Firstborn is the name of an album. Really good. Probably one of the best they've ever made um 
and like everyone related, un- everyone under Rhyme Sayers, everyone in like Midwest hip hop. This is a lot of unrecognized talent. Like it's recognized here, but it's so sparse, sort of in the rest of the world. Um, people that have been getting bigger lately, like Chance the Rapper. I can't deny that guy. Uh, he's got he's got like a motor that's so unique. Like he makes such cool songs, and every time he makes a new one, you're like, he did it again. Like I don't know. Yeah. Like you're always like. I didn't think he could be better, but he got better. And, like, Vic Mensa, who just signed with Jay-Z, he's from Chicago, too. And, like, um, he started in, like, a rap punk band called Kids These Days. And then he just sort of did his solo thing, and he was kind of, like, just normal hip-hop for a while. And now he's, like, making songs with, like, Kanye. And, like, I don't know, it's just been really cool to watch. So those are some of the, like, hip-hop artists. Um, Another guy, Prof, he's from Minnesota. He's got an album that drops on Friday. Um, I'm excited for that. Um, uh, like influences outside of hip hop. Um, there's a group called Maiden Heights. Um, it's a guy and a girl and the guy is the producer, the girl sings and the guy just has really cool production and he's got a lot of hip hop influence behind him. Super, just super fun songs and like, I don't know, they just make really good music and it's just like chill. You can just put it on for like a 19 hour car ride and like not even realize you listen to the album like. I don't know, like 30 times in a row, right? Like, (laughs) really good music. Um, As far as, like, albums go, besides the stuff I mentioned, I don't really, like, get attached to certain albums. Like, I know people are like, you know, Nas, like, that one album's just timeless. Like, I don't think I have anything like that where I'm like, I could hold on to that forever, you know what I mean? Like, I'm always going to go back and listen to albums, but whenever someone asks, like, do you have a favorite album? I'm like, I don't know. It's like asking if I have a favorite food. Like, I really like pizza, but, like, chicken pot pie is super good, too, you know? like Yeah, uh, that surprises me from you being somebody <laughs> that's, like, so concept-driven on everything that you don't have, like, certain albums that are like, man, the concept is just perfect, everything about it. So that actually kind of surprises me. Part of me doesn't want to be cliche. Like, I really like 2014 Forest Hills Drive, and I really like Because of the Internet from Childish and J. Cole, but it's like... I feel like everyone would just say that, though. You know what I mean? Like, those are really cool albums, really cool oh, yeah. conceptual albums. But, like, I don't know. I just didn't want to be like, okay, like, that's what everyone would say. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, then you sound like everybody. No, I, I get you. Those are incredible albums. Um, We'll go with we'll go with one more question. Um, What are your favorite albums out this year or what hasn't come out yet this year that you're looking forward to? Uh, I don't think there's been, like, a lot of, like, big releases. Like, I know Kendrick dropped in, like, March, I think. Um, I think Earl, Earl Sweatshirt, he dropped in March with I Don't Like Shit, I Don't Go Outside. That was kind of a cool album because he did it, like, he did everything on his own. I think Flying Lotus, like, came to him. The producer Flying Lotus was like, hey, like, you need to start making your own beats so you can, like, rap the way you want to rap. And he's like, all right, cool. And, like, that's what this whole album was. Like, he did all of his own production and he was able to, like, be himself on it. Um, I think there was a Maiden Heights album that dropped in May... Uh, people I'm looking forward to. I think Logic has a project coming up. Yep, November 13th. Is that really going to be next month? Yep, okay. November 13th. There you go. And it's also a movie. Wow. Okay. Did you see the uh did you see the trailer for it? I only saw the picture, like the the wide like picture. Go look up it's like the true incredible story whatever he's calling it um just search up that and there's a like a little trailer for it where he plays like a 30 second snippet of a song and then he shows like 30 seconds of the movie too all right i'm looking forward to that there was a lot of good music last year <laughs> like yeah j cole dropped like i think that's when logic dropped like childish dropped something chance was two years ago like there's been a lot of good music lately but not like this year hasn't been a whole ton of like dope albums that come out came out really so yeah to me there was three that i really liked there was uh kendrick's there was dr dre's compton and then there was uh also asap rocky's i really liked i liked those three a lot and then i think after that there were some decent albums uh like big sean i'm not a fan of him but it was a decent album and logic's coming out and jeezy actually just announced an album today i don't know if you're a fan of him but I used to be, not so much anymore, but... <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. He's, um, he just announced it. It's like, it's, uh, let me look up the date. Yeah, December 4th, it's coming out. And it's called When It's Dark Out. Is he still the snowman? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. He's still the he's still the skinny dude with the long nose and <laughs> Well, we're gonna move on to fan Q and A, but for before that I wanna ask you, what can we expect next from you? A tour, another project, or are you not sure yet? Um Okay, so as far as the tour goes, if people want to pay me to perform, I'll come and perform. I feel confident that I could do my songs live for people. Um, it's just probably about making connections. Now, I'm not, like, actively seeking places to perform because it's just super comfortable for me to, like, stay in my studio and, like, make music for people. Because, like, let's be honest, if I'm a fan of music, I just want more music. Yeah, I'll go see a show, but, like, I just want to hear more music, quite honestly. Um, like, Chan- I'm going to see Chance the Rapper on Friday here in Milwaukee, but the last time he put out songs that were his own was in 2013 so it's like i just really want to hear a new album from you like (laughs) yeah i'm a big fan so let me hear the things that i'm a fan of like um so yeah you're you're gonna be hearing more music from me i've been trying to make a song a song every day starting like this past weekend so i have like a good handful of songs already like in the bag right now that i'm Jesus. it's it's tough but it's fun right (laughs) right um, so I'm trying to just have like a handful of songs that I can just sort of stack up and maybe make videos for them and then release at my own leisure. Um, which le- leads to like, uh, a new album, like eventually, like a new, like from the ground up album. And I'm going to leave it up to Paper Wolf, like what he feels like doing. If he wants to make like a little EP or if he wants to do another, like, you know, 10 to 12 song album, whatever. And, um, what kind of vibe he wants to have with it. And then we'll just roll with that. Cause I feel like a lot of this was like, me being like, no, no, like, I want this feeling, I want this vibe, whatever. So, like, this time around, I think I'm going to let him sort of take charge, and I'm just going to, like, just kill all these beats that he gives me that he wants to have on this tape, right? Right. Um, so, okay, go ahead. The only other thing I was going to say is I'm trying to get a new mixtape out. I don't think it's going to be before the year ends. That'd be nuts to have four things in a year, but I think, like, early next year probably I'll have another mixtape out. Well, I was just going to say that... Um, if you're making a song every day, you might as well make the sequel to Waves and make it 365 songs. <laughs> yeah. We call it mon- like the monsoon or something like that, where it's just too yeah, much. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's do a little fan Q&A, because yours and mine Twitter has been blowing up over this. Um, you got you got a lot of fans that are asking you some questions, so I'll start with this one from Allison. Uh, what's your favorite song you wrote? Why did you want to get that message out, and how long did it take for you to get inward? Uh, well, I think we already talked about it a little earlier. The song "Alive" is probably my current favorite song, just because overall, like, it just sounds really cool, and the message behind it. Um, to me, it's super important to like reflect on yourself and society as a whole, and kind of like understand what's actually important. I know I talked about this earlier. But understanding what's important in your life, um, the song took about like a month probably on and off. I remember this was one of the first songs we made, so maybe it took longer even. It was one of the first beats we made, one of the first songs we made. Um, I recorded my two verses. Uh, they don't even sound how they sounded originally. Like They were written different, structured different, whatever. But I sent it off to Cullen. I knew he would be perfect for the beat. Colin sent his thing back, and I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. So I was like, okay, I need to, like, I need to, like, meet his quality. I need to meet his, like, the the way he's writing on the song, the way he sounds, I need to, like, try to meet that, but in, but in my own style. So it went back and forth a bit, and, like, a, a lot of, like, rough drafts that got thrown out, and it finally became what it was today. So that's that one. All right, and then we got another one from Brandon. When did you know that rapping was real to you and you wanted to move forward with it? Do you think and do you think being into different music uh, genres in your life earlier years attributed to more of your appreciation of music as a whole? Okay, um, I started making rap music when I was like uh, nineteen. Like I think like my girlfriend broke up with me, and I was like, F- "This like I'm gonna like <laughs> it's like I'm gonna just like do something. I need to like occupy my brain, right?" right. So. I was like 19 and like it was a joke. I made like three or four songs that were just like horrible and it was like look how easy rap is and then like people were like yo this is funny like you're you're doing you're like doing it just as good as the radio guys and I was like yeah rap is stupid, right? And then uh and I used to listen to like metal and like all this like different type of rock and like I always listen to Eminem like whatever, but my main like genre was like metal, right? And one day I was just like browsing YouTube. I don't know if I was like, like looking for another beat or like whatever, but one of like 
the songs that came up was the song by Mac Lethal, and this was like way, way, way before all the pancake rapper stuff. Um, it was a song called Tummy, and it was like about him and his girlfriend, and, they, and she like miscarried like their child, and I was like, holy fuck, like rap music can be like real, like it can be like about things that people experience, you know what I mean? Um, and then uh, an artist called Sage Francis, uh, he has a song called Sea Lion that I heard, it was really cool, there was a song from uh, Aesop Rock called Pigs, like just really cool different types of songs that I was like, I didn't know people could talk about this type of stuff on like a rap song and it would actually like, it like make me feel something inside. And then like right then and there, I was like, I want to make people feel things inside. Like, yeah. I need to do that. So it was, yeah, hearing music with a purpose was really cool. Um, and I guess touching on like the other genres, like, yeah, I used to listen to a lot of metal and like listening to like that stuff taught me a lot about timing, like how to sort of build up anticipation or hype behind like the, the way you know the instruments are well in rap music the main instrument is like your voice right so it's like i mean it, it's it's true with like all of the other genres but like i feel like the voice is more important in hip-hop because you're actually speaking like you're telling a story your people are gonna like tear your lyrics up right they're gonna like they want to hear what you're saying so you might as well make it something that counts but using your voice not only to spread this message but also using your voice as like an instrument to like I don't know, it's, like, sonically pleasing to hear a certain type of flow in this one spot. And, like, to me, that's, like, it's really cool to have some double bass pads in this part of this rock song, right? Like, that's, I don't know, like, different genres sort of influence that in the way I rap now. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, I never would have guessed that that's the kind of genres you listen to early oh, yeah. on. <laughs> All right, so, Anthony, oh, I like this question a lot, because this is actually one of my favorite songs by you. Um where did you get your inspiration and meaning behind the song Drowning? Do you want to take a guess? Like a wild guess? Well, I mean, judging by the concept of the song, I'm guessing it's a, it's an ex-girlfriend who did you wrong. <laughs> it, I mean, like, yeah, maybe it goes sort of into that. Um, from, like, it's not, it actually wasn't written about any, like, specifically. That's to keep me legally safe, right? Right. <laughs> and I would never actually, like, wish those things upon people or, like, tell a story that's, like, as mortifying as that it's I was actually it was inspired I wanted to like to have my own take on like what it would be like to write an angry like Eminem style song so I was like I don't know I kind of wanted to just see like what I could do if I like I mean there's there's not really a message behind that song there's no message it's all a story right so right. it's like I just wanted to see how creative I could get with telling this like story this angry story of this like creepy like lingering ex-boyfriend that like can't get over this chick that wronged him and like yeah that's where that song sort of came from I feel like it's just like accumulation of like all of my ex-girlfriends built into one song so <laughs> all right uh yeah yeah, no, that was one of my favorite songs, and when I first heard it, I immediately thought of, no disrespect by this, I immediately yeah. thought of Eminem and that style. Everyone, you can't deny it, everyone has that mood once in a while where they want to yeah. hear that kind of song. How do I, it's like, how do I say, like, F you, but like, you know what I mean, but like, get creative with saying it, right? Like, right. <laughs> but yeah, you kind of just like get dark and just like roll with it. So Eli has another question, um, what do you struggle with most when creating a song, and what is your favorite song and or project you have um something i struggle with uh, probably like initially is like okay like i hear a beat and i'm like okay what kind of topic like do i want like what kind of topic is gonna fit so that's like the initial struggle is like okay what's like what's the style for this song as soon as i have like the topic or the style the writing kind of just comes naturally the writing just like flows like maybe i'll drop a song and like leave it for like a week or two and then come back to it just to keep my mind fresh but like yeah, the hardest thing is, like, an actual topic. Because after that, it's all about serving the topic, the message or the story. That's that's what's king when you're making a song, at least for me. Uh, as far as, like, a, pr a favorite, like, project or song, like, I feel like I'm just obligated to say solos because it's my most newest, but it's so true. Yeah. I'm very proud of what it became. The song, it's, like, hard to pick songs that I'm, like, most proud of but like i do like alive i do like write to you because of like the important meanings and messages and like also the features on there just like did did the song so much justice and like even more um i have like older songs that i'm super like proud of still that maybe people can go back and listen to which is that revelation song it's yes like the i first love that half song. is like singing and it's like beautiful yeah and then like the video is dope too but then the second verse i was actually going through things at that time and so everything you hear in that song is like this it's like a note to the girl i was seeing at the time so it's like look at first like we were close and so now you're kind of drifting and like 
we were still dating when I made this song, and I'm surprised she didn't, like, tear my hair out after, like, hearing it. But, like, she actually enjoyed it, which was just weird. So yeah. it's like, all right, do you not understand that I'm, like, telling you that, like, we're becoming two different people right now? Like, <laughs> yeah. So, um, another song is uh, Dreams, because, and it's, like, the last song on yep. Waves, I think. Or is it hype or waves but um oh yeah yeah it's from waves so dreams is kind of cool just because it's sort of about like the struggle of like being an artist and like you know going for what you want but like you're not sure how you want to do it but and there's like all this like doubt and there's like self-doubt and then there's like doubt from all of your like the people around you so it's like dealing with that stuff and the song is cool because like halfway through the beat just completely flips and there's like just a whole whole bunch more passion and it talks about like i've i have there's like about three kids now that have come to me and it's like heavy and I hate saying this like in person to people but like there's three kids that have come to me and been like dude your music saved me like I don't know what I would have done if I hadn't heard this song or seen this like whatever you know what I mean so it's like that's like super heavy so that's why I keep that song closer to me because it's sort of a reflection back on that and it's sort of like why I have these dreams why I want to like what I want to keep doing this for is for like people like that you know and then the other song I think it's also from Waves. Um, it's called Something, and it's just about, like, uh, self-reflection, understanding your flaws. That's, like, the first verse. And then the second verse is, like, how to turn that around, how to become better after realizing what your flaws are and, like, how to be something bigger than yourself. So those are my favorite songs. Today, it'll probably change tomorrow. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it will. <laughs> I mean, it does with me, and I'm not even the artist. <laughs> like, that's just kind of how it goes sometimes. Yeah. Um, so Sergio asks, what's the story behind Jonathan Bauer? Uh, we kind of touched on it earlier, but yeah, John, John was a friend of mine. I, I met him working, uh, back when I was in high school. We both worked at like a sandwich shop, whatever. And, uh, we didn't like get along at first. And then after working with him, we got along real well. And then I like back in like way back, I was super self-conscious about my music. So I didn't actually like show people willingly, like they had to find it. And then I got like real nervous about like talking about my stuff to them. <laughs> right. Like. I would say, like, you know, four years ago, I would not be having this interview right now. I'd be like, I, I don't, like, what do you, I don't, like, <laughs> super, like, nervous. But, like, John heard it, and, and this is back when I still was, like, not even serious about it. But, like, John heard it, he believed in it, he liked it. Like, he was like, you should try this type of song. Like, you should you should focus on this stuff more, whatever. Like, and to me, it was all a joke. But, like, I don't know, John was this type of guy that just gave you sort of this, like, confidence in yourself and he yeah he passed away he's he struggled with like he had cancer when he was growing up um he finally beat it but then uh he was he had like a diabetic like seizure and he was struggling with it whatever and like one day it just took him over and you know he couldn't he couldn't make it out so that's that's the reason behind all the stuff that has to do with john is because um yeah he was a great friend but i think what he stood for is something like way larger than himself it's like you know believing in people that that don't believe in themselves or like maybe they need that extra belief to sort of see that you know what what they're doing is is bigger than what they actually are so that's the meaning behind everything related to john i kind of always had glimpses of the story because you always i feel like each song you kind of revealed more and more about the story but now that we finally got the whole story and we'll move on to our last question which is from our mutual friend clarissa um yeah we're good friends with her um so she asked, where is your favorite place to write music, and are there any songs that you recorded for solos but just didn't make the cut? <laughs> um, okay, my favorite place to write, there's only three places <clears throat> that I really ever write. Um, it's either in the studio when I have, like, the speakers up to, like, 13, just, like, going, right? Um, in my car with the volume, like, all the way up, or if I'm in the shower with, like, no music on at all. Well, it's like a lot of people, you know, think in the shower or whatever. It's like you think of questions in the shower that you want for this interview yep, or whatever. Yep, it's like yep. guilty of that. A lot of, yeah, a lot of lyrics come in the studio with a beat on, in the car with or without a beat on, and in the shower definitely with no beat on. So that's like 100% of the songs for solos were written in those three places. No, there's like, nothing was like, you know, at, at Target, like everything was either in the studio in the shower or in the car just sitting at target and just standing in line like let me write this fire <laughs> and looking around these people don't even know <laughs> yeah so those are the places uh for songs that i've recorded that i recorded four solos but didn't put on it i do have let's see one two three four five i have six songs that i recorded that did not make the cut because i feel like they 
started they were pulling away from like the feeling of the album like wanted to keep like the album artwork is like you know it's a cool like nighttime starry shot of like the aurora borealis whatever it's called i can't pronounce it for the life of me my buddy took that photo it's an awesome photo and like that was like okay this has to be like my album artwork because it's just so like dark and like cool and like that's kind of the feeling that i want to have for my next tape is like it's just sort of like calming like you've ever been out in nature and you're just alone with your thoughts like that's kind of what like a lot of this album is is just being alone with my thoughts and then pumping those out into actual songs like the songs that i didn't put on i have a song called leeches i have a song called uh no apologies there's a song called feast there's a, so a song called yacht um, the original intro wasn't going to be what it actually was today. That was that's the first beat we made, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this has to be the intro." Um, yeah. But there's a song called "Sunrise," and so it was kind of going to go along with like the feeling of the album. But then I realized like that doesn't fit at all. So um, and we learned after we chopped the song up that like uh, Little Wayne had actually used that sample before. So we're like, "What?" Like, <laughs> We, we, like, sent a Snapchat to my buddy's friends after we, like, made the beat, and they are like, oh, it's that Wayne song. And we were like, what? And they, like, texted us the name of it, and we looked it up, and we're like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, <laughs> we just thought we made some, like, just, like, some sweet, like, molten hot lava, and turns out it's already been done before. <laughs> um, and then there's one more song called Built Up, and there's just a lot, like, the beat is really cool, but the way I wrote on the song, it, it's more, like, it's more, like, passionate, like, angry, like... I'm calling people out, like, whatever, it's that type of song, so it didn't fit on the album, but it'll, I mean, eventually it'll be released, probably. Okay, yeah, that was going to be my next question, is, like, how many of these are going to be released, or are these just trapped in the vault? Uh, I'd say you'll, you'll hear Built Up eventually, um, maybe Sunrise, just because it's just, like, waiting, um, the song Yacht is sort of complete, there's two other people on there, there's a good buddy of mine, um, Cinco, Joe, um and then my buddy sam um they're the other two verses on there and we're just kind of we've been going back and forth on what we want the hook to sound like right now i have it as just being like stepbrothers quotes like quotes from the movie stepbrother that's just like the audio of the movie playing it you know as like the beat sort of plays and then right. the, and then the next artist comes in and we're sort of going back and forth on if we want to have like an actual like you know like vocalized like hook from like one of us or whatever so um, the song Feast is going to be a collab with like with Rob Flo. It's a very like hyped up, like you know, another angry song, whatever. So that's why it didn't fit on the album. But I think one day I'll will send it over to him, like finished, and then he'll get it back to me and we'll release it. But yeah, so eventually I'll start dropping, you know, leak these singles out, whatever. That's cool. That's cool because some of them just stay in the vault forever, and you oh, yeah, know, you never get to hear them. But um. Before before you go, I'm going to get you uh one. I'm gonna give you one chance to shout out everybody who was involved in the process of the album. Shout out to my mom and my dad. No, <laughs> I want to thank. I want to thank. Uh, I do want to thank my parents because like every time I went out to go film or I went to go like make beats in the studio, or whatever, either at my place or at my buddy's place, uh, they were willing to like watch my dogs. So that's like great of them to, to help <laughs> to help me out with because otherwise it's like a huge like hassle trying to figure stuff out. Um. I want to thank the featured artists on there, which is CDS, Colin, beautiful verse on Alive, really cool, I didn't think he was going to, like, do it the way he did it, and he, like, blew my brain out when I heard it, and I was like, okay, this is going to be, like, an awesome song when I get it back. Um, Rob, Rob Flo, down in North Carolina, really cool dude, he was super willing and able to, like, accommodate us when we drove down to film the video for that. We drove down on uh, Saturday and came back on Sunday, to like, there and back to North Carolina to, like, make that video, so... Very, Damn. very cool dude, yeah. And his verse, I didn't, ex like I said earlier, I didn't expect him to sing. Beautiful verse. Inspired me to sing the last verse on there. So he's always been a cool dude, and he's always been, like, an artist that I look up to. Um, Trevor, my buddy Trevor, for taking the photo. Cool photo. He's a great photographer. He wanted to help with the videos, and we tried to help. With, he, we, I tried to get him to help with the videos, but by the time we got set up, it was too dark out, so we couldn't do anything, and it was, like, a real bummer. But I had to thank him. Um Paper Wolf for all the production. He sat with me for like seriously like hours and hours and hours and hours and days just to like make these beats that only last a couple minutes and like um, it's been really cool to see him develop as a producer and like we've become really good friends now because of this. So like we've always been good friends, but like this I don't know sort of like bridged a different gap. So that's really cool. And then 
Uh, I don't know. I got to thank you for helping promote. I got to thank all of my other music friends for helping promote. Um, my buddy Matt, who helped film like 80% of the visuals. So that was super nice of him to just like drop his entire life and like help me with like finishing this before the release date. Um, yeah, I think that's it. All right, cool. And um, you're always welcome back on this on this series. Um, you definitely. And maybe next time I'll have uh, I'll do it like Sway and I'll have somebody drop a beat for you and you can freestyle all right i'll do my best i don't freestyle but i'll do my best for the show i'll do that all right well touch up on your skills <laughs> it don't work all, all right. right uh everybody this is Beanit's rapper uh wisconsin rapper again the album is called solos and uh tell them where you can get it it's really cool i made a brand new website for everybody's eyes and ears you just go to www.bnits.com it's b-k-n-i-t-t-s.com super simple everything's there all right cool and uh i will be getting a copy as well as others uh you said you have around 90 copies left right uh yeah we just went under 90 uh yesterday so we're we're getting thin now thinish sort of (laughs) (laughs) all right so um, everybody go and grab that and give it a listen. You can listen to it on SoundCloud, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. The download's free because you can get any album for free these days. So just, like, have the free download, whatever. If you want to support me and what I do and, like, following my dreams and, like, you know, trying to fulfill myself, feel free to buy an album. It comes with a sticker. It's your choice. Live your dreams, you know? And that's Marketing 101 right there. <laughs> yeah. All right. You take care, man, and uh, I'll be talking to you soon. Sounds good. Thank you, man. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And if you like this podcast, you can uh, share it. It will be posted on SoundCloud and Twitter. And uh, that's where you will see the rest of my podcast for this series. Again, I have several ideas such as album reviews, uh, classic debates, year-end recaps, all sorts of fun stuff. And I'll bring on different hosts and everything. So this will be a fun series, and I'm looking to continuing it. And... For those of you that are first-time listeners, you can catch my basketball podcast. If you're into basketball, I do a lot of NBA and college basketball podcasts. Um, I'll do several weekly, and I actually have uh, one coming up this weekend. So keep your eyes out for that if you if you like what you heard here and uh, continue to support. You can find me on Twitter at Crispy1132. That's C-H-R-I-S-P-Y-1132. And Again, thanks for listening, guys. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.